You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello listeners, welcome to this week's Essential Apple and we are recording this on the Sunday before WWDC so I am going to try and do a short crash edit and get it out on Monday so that uh, it's not all massively out of date because it will have all been revealed and then all this would be for nothing. So uh, I'm not alone as usual, uh, I am joined by Nick, hello Nick. Hi Simon. Yeah, good to be uh, good to be here as usual. Uh, in, after enjoying a fairly pleasant sunny week, which is nice. Mm. About time. We've had slightly better weather than us then, because um, we had several really quite unpleasant days. Yesterday was nice. Today's grey, but uh, in the week we had quite a lot of rain. So there you go. Oh right. Oh yes, because it was yes, it was the east coast, wasn't it? It's all yes. down that side. We got yeah. uh, we got some pretty heavy rain and uh, fairly high winds. But there you go. Oh That's dear. Like good old British weather. <laughs> we had days when it started off. You know, one day it would be fifteen degrees and pouring with rain. The next day, twenty seven degrees in blazing sunshine. And then the yeah, well, it's day. quite it's quite possible, isn't it, for the UK to have micro little microclimates in various bits of the country. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Indeed it is. We get plenty of those. So um, there we are. But we did have some nice days and uh, there we go. You make the most of the good days and try and ignore the bad ones. So Yeah. <clears throat> we did have a nice bank holiday weekend. Uh, as a, you know, as we've said here in Britain, bank holidays only tend to come in two sorts, which is freezing cold and bucketing down with rain or blazing hot. And that's the only sort you get. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm also joined by Jim, hello Jim Hello there And uh, Jim has a new toy, in fact Jim has two new toys which he will tell us about uh, in a minute But uh, nice to have you here Jim And Steve from Geek's Corner is back again too, hello Steve Hello Simon and hello from my sunny Wales Oh nice, nice Good. Glad it's sunshine there, then. It's sunny in Scotland as well. Is it? Yeah, it's quite nice weather today. Yeah, uh, a bit grey and miserable here, I'm afraid. But there you go. That's, can't win them all. I live in the driest county in, uh, you know, in England, so I can't complain too much, can I, if we get a bit of rain. There we are. No. And just as you all spoke, the sun came out here as well. So that's mm. quite pleasant, because it's been a bit dull this morning. Getting better. Getting better. So, um, obviously, tomorrow is WWDC. So we'll we'll talk a bit about that later on. But we've got a few little stories to skim over. So um, I suppose I'll just kick it off. So uh, first one here, very short little thing. This is from about uh, a week or so ago because I it never made it into one of the other shows we recorded. A woman called Siri writes to Apple's CEO asking for a free laptop to make up for all the terrible jokes she's had to endure. Uh, that was on Indie 100. Um, and, uh, she's we... not serious, is she? Hey? Oh, don't. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, do, do we get a free laptop because of the terrible jokes we get from Jim? <laughs> I have to say, I read I this deserve story. at least one or two. Yeah, I, I um, I did read this story, and it, you know, I know it's a bit light-hearted, but uh, to be fair, I think realistically, it, it should have got a bit more coverage. And to be honest, I think you know, I think Tim should be generous and say, "Here, yes, have a fully loaded, you know, have a fully loaded M1 MacBook Pro, um, or or an iMac or something, you know, that would be uh, just to uh, it would be good. It would be a nice little it? gesture, wouldn't it? Would it would be a nice yeah. little thing. Yeah, we're very sorry that you've had to put up with a lot of bad jokes because your name is Siri. There we are. Not much more to that really not much to be said about it other than i feel for the poor woman i really do i'm sure she gets plagued with you know hey yeah hey and um what's the weather like yeah, your and parents the... our parents could have called her a lot worse <laughs> that is true and i'm sure that's you know it's not a particularly common name but i suppose there was always a good chance that uh some some people were going to be called that um i did see i think samsung have launched a new um i've not got a link Samsung have launched a new assistant called Sandy, apparently. And uh, there are already girls dressing up in cosplay to take the mick out of her. <laughs> there we go. Um, on a slightly more serious note, uh, during the week, Apple uh, announced their return to work policy, which was that they will expect uh, their employees to re return to work three days a week with the option to have two days remote uh, starting in September. Um, and it appears a fairly, uh, you know, a, a fair number of people are not happy about this. And uh, they wrote an open letter to Tim Cook saying why they don't wish to return to the office. Um, the link I've got is to so, Forbes, but um, it's been reported. It does reported sound a, li a little bit prescriptive, doesn't it? I, I would have thought a company the size of Apple could be a little bit more flexible. Yeah. Um, also, interestingly, they've, They've nominated the days of work to be Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, um, which some people are saying, you know, you've deliberately done that to discourage people from working from home. Um, the main reason a lot of them who have signed this letter say that they don't feel it's flexible enough. They're not that keen to return to the office and that they've all done, you know, sterling work whilst away. Um, a lot of them don't like the idea of returning to long commutes to get to the, uh, you know, the campus. Yeah, and, you can understand uh, that, can't you? You can, you know, if, you, if you've had 18 months off from doing it, the idea of going back the two hours to commute to the office would makes you question yes. it, I think. I make it make it and or also even, or even an even an hour. I mean I used to work it my work was about an hour away, an hour uh driving. Um so that's two hours a day that you sit sitting in the car. It's um yeah, I can understand people saying, Come on, Apple. Be a little yeah. bit more flexible than that. Bit bit more flexible. Um what they're asking for um is uh Basically, they're asking uh, Apple to allow, you know, the um, remote working to be more flexible and to be uh, assignable by team leaders rather than, you know, a, a one-size-fits-all policy so that a team leader could say, well, you know, my team don't need to be in the office all the time. Um, also, the company, the company I used to work for had a... Um... They did have flexible home working, but it was at the discretion of the manager. And and that's fine as long as your manager is flexible. Yeah. And uh, some of them some of them were. So I had one manager for a while who was quite happy for me to work from home if I wanted. 
and I didn't I didn't very much I did occasionally um, uh, uh, because I wanted to, I was happy to be in work at the time but uh, but the next manager I had just sort of blanket no to all her staff no no one can work from home no. unless you're a senior manager yeah oh um, completely <laughs> You know, but that what that actually the message that puts out is I don't trust any of you. Yes, um, and and it, a little I'm sure a little bit. I haven't seen this letter, but I'm sure that some of the the tone of this letter is that you know, come on, Apple, you can trust us. Yeah, well, a lot of the, there's a part where they're saying, look, you know, not only have we maintained, um, you know, a fantastic work output, you know, some people feel more comfortable and feel that they've done better work without having yeah. to you know, struggling to the office every day. They've also, uh, rather cleverly, I thought, brought up the environmental impact and said, you know, should we not do an environmental impact study on bringing everybody back to work all yeah, the time? exactly. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, since Apple like their green credentials, that's... Um... I mean, the, tr the truth is, if you've got employees who are, who are happy to cheat you, then they'll cheat you regard regardless of this ruling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll find some way. There's one thing that uh, probably is, is getting missed with this story. Um, it really depends on what this work is that they have to come into. To, uh, that, to, that's very true, Jim. Yeah, because yeah, it might be stuff true. they actually cannot work on at home, like you know, research, you know, actual physical bits. Well, and yeah, bolts. and I think that's why they're not. You know, they're they're not. Mm. They're, I read most of the letter, and they, none, none of it is really unreasonable. What they're mm -hmm. asking for you, is, you know, a bit more flexibility. Saying it's yeah, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, you would, you Thursday. You would think I would be a bit more flexi flexible. Yeah. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday in the office, and Wednesday and Friday at home. Maybe mm. it, you know, is not necessarily. You know, if you work in back end coding, I'm sure it doesn't mm. really matter whether you're in, you know, you're in the campus or if you're in your back bedroom. If you do, yeah. That's um, right. You know, and if you do things, you know, if you work in accounting or whatever, and your main thing is, you know, working on spreadsheets again, do you really need to be in the office? Um, I think it's interestingly timed as well that uh, Tim Cook tweeted out yesterday about trying to leave the world a better place, and then he talks on about reducing the carbon and protecting the wildlife. So I think the employees could use that for their favour as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is why yeah. they've brought up this, this, you know, uh, and I read it. They were not making unreasonable demands. But most their main demand really was could the flexible working not be assigned by you know team managers um, in the same as I said in the same way that apparently um, a whole load of other things are, are run by you know the team managers like hiring and um, yeah. holiday this allocation. Year, this last year and a half has shown that uh, you can't actually work you know, run a business uh, with folk working from home. So so why are the sudden rush to change? Um, I mean, some com some companies are doing it because uh, my neighbour across the road has just had his garage converted into an office because he mm. he he now knows that he'll be working there long term. So mm. why wouldn't he? I I a lot of big companies who seem to have done really quite well out of people working from home during the pandemic have started saying, oh, we want you all to come back to the office. Um, and there's some links in the article, actually, to anonymous surveys of people at big tech companies. And on the whole, about 60, between sort of 66 and 70-odd percent of people are saying they're quite happy as they are. Thank you very much. Um, and they'd really rather not go back to commuting and sitting in sweaty offices yeah. with 30 other people and all the rest of it. Um, I'm, I'm afraid sure... this smacks a little bit of... Um... 
senior managers just being the kind of people who don't trust their staff, not not to that extent anyway. Even if they've got evidence that they worked perfectly well during the, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't really understand it because if I had employees who I could trust, you know, and you know when you work with people whether you can trust people or not, uh, then I'd be more than happy with them if they can work from home, work from home. Yeah. I, I, I... Um, and as I say, if if there are if there are people who will cheat and don't cheat not anyway. do their work, and well, then you a you'd see that they're not doing their work, and b you know who those people are <laughs> or you're not a very good manager indeed so uh yeah come on apple yeah pull your I, finger out <laughs> i think they, you know, it seemed a, it seemed a little bit i mean i know they've got this fabulous campus and all the rest but you know i think the last 18 months have shown that a vast you know a large number of people particularly in the high-tech industry can work from home all they need is a laptop yeah you know and it's about it's about work-life balance i mean i, I was talking to to this neighbour who says who says he's working from home now, and he said, I mean, part of the reason for doing it is because he he gets to see his kids more. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And he can take time out of the day to go and fetch his daughter from school, which is you know which he really loves doing. Um, and he's still doing the same amount of work. It, it just, he just moves it around a bit to accommodate yeah. his life. You know, you're not you're no so, longer bound to nine to five, are you? You can work when yeah. you do when you need to do it. So I suppose one one thing that the companies are looking at is uh, making sure people are actually doing the work. Because um, you've heard a lot of stories about um, companies bringing in some some somewhat draconian measures to make sure you're actually. T- you're being, being, you're being, doing the work you've been paid to do. Um, but I, 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 and yes, I have a certain sympathy for that. But as I say, if mm-hmm. you don't trust your employees, then you, you've got mm-hmm. problems. You've got, yeah, you've got bigger problems than whether they're in the office or not, really, mm-hmm. haven't you? I, I think, and it surely cannot be that hard for HR to see if people are returning a reasonable, you know, level of That's output. That's right. No. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. People's lives are very different. Some people would find it really, really hard to work from home. Uh, it might be that their kids are around all the while and they can't get away and they've got nowhere to build an office. And well, do you yeah. know what I mean? I can and understand so... that for some people it doesn't work. No, but for, you, you, for you a lot of people understand. it does. You, you can understand why people are reluctant to go back to um, to work at Apple uh, office um, because in America the, 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 you know, you're, they're still fighting a really big battle with regards to COVID. Um, yeah, you know, we we have it bad here, but they've got it you know, like ten times as bad, I think. Really, so well, it is improving in America. Yeah, yeah, it is improving it in America is improving, quite rapidly but, now. But yeah. you know, it depends yes. which state you're in. It does, of it course. Does. Yes, yeah. but um. Yeah, I mean, I totally, there are some people who it doesn't work for, but I don't mm. think there's anything, you know, most of the big companies are talking much more about hybrid work. You know, if I, and if I was, I don't know, if I was a big insurance company, say, and, and there used to be one in Ipswich, I think there's still one in Ipswich, um, you know, they've got this huge tower block with hundreds of people in it. And I suspect for the last 18 months, it's been largely empty. Now, if you can, yeah. if you could say, well, we could get rid of that building, yeah, and... Absolutely. Smaller sub offices where people come in one or two, you know, for meetings and, and whatnot or whatever. And think of the cost savings. Oh, we dump that giant mm. building. Think of the money savings, you know. Anyway, there we go. That was that one. Um, apparently, the new Apple TV 4K Siri remote uh, scrubbing does not work on Disney Plus and some other apps, according to Apple Insider. Um, 
Yeah. I believe... That doesn't seem to make an awful lot of sense, does it? And why would you leave that out of your, yeah. your app? Or... Well, it says... Well, I guess they'll have to be updated to accept it. It says here, some features uh, of the right, new Apple TV 4K Siri remote do not work properly if a video service such as Disney Plus or HBO Max uses a custom player instead of Apple's TVOS API. Ah, uh, right. Um, well, that's their fault for using a different TV player, then. Yeah, it is. Um, on Friday, Disney Plus caught flack for not supporting the new Siri remote capability and confirmed to The Verge that the scrubbing feature isn't available at all on its own service. HBO Max, Disney Plus use their own custom video player. Um, there you go. I assume they will have to update their apps to support the new scroll wheel scrubbing. Yes, I would think so. And while we're talking about Apple TVs, um, if you are in the, the, the position of actually having bought a new product and you have got a, a year's free Apple TV subscription and you're finding that it won't apply, uh, your problem could be where, what account you have uh, the Apple TV set to and um, the, the, the system menu. Um, I, I, I got a new toy and got a free year subscription and I got the email to say, you know, click on here to start your free subscription and it wouldn't work. And I tried and tried and tried until I finally figured out why it wouldn't work. For some reason, Apple puts the freebie through my iCloud account. And whereas, not through your iTunes account. Yep. And my, t- my Apple TV is through my iTunes account. Uh-huh. So, I ma- so I managed to finally ch- swap over to activate the free uh, year. But for me to use it, I will have to log out of one account oh, and log into the other account to see the free stuff to then log back in to see my movies I've bought. Oh. <laughs> so how long, having... how, long, how long have we been asking Apple to sort yeah. out this mess of multiple accounts? I mean... I, I wish they would let you merge... Yeah, the iCloud and iTunes. It can't be beyond their abilities to be able to do it. It's just so annoying. I'm the same. I have two different accounts, and in fact, I mean, I bought the uh, the uh, Mac Mini for the church, and of course, that will come with a free year as well. But no one could use it because it's the church's account. Yeah, (laughs) so so it won't get used at all. Uh, yeah, a little bit annoying. Yeah, I, I had that actually because um, I had, you know, the free Apple TV and then it got extended out to, was it June? Um, and when I bought my laptop, my M1 MacBook Air, they gave me another year, but it didn't show up. And I did the same as Jim. I thought, well, where's, where's this free year? And then I realized, no, they'd assigned it to my iCloud address and not the address we use for our um you know, uh, app store and whatnot, the store account for iTunes. Yes, and... yes, that's why I'm. That's why I'm not seeing an extension to mine, even though I bought my M1 not that you know not that long ago, my home one. I'm not so, seeing that because that was bought on the other account. So, so applied it to the other when account. I, so we're, we're all <laughs> suffering from it. I'm kind of got an overlap now because my when the one I'm using runs out. Um, I will have to switch the Apple TV over to the other account, and but then I'll only get until November because there's been an overlap. Yes, yeah. And also remember to cancel the subscription as well if you're not going to carry it on. Is the free, free one automatically renew and charge you? Yes, yes. I've been watching you, you my subscriptions carefully. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I think I think the I think the extension finishes in July. Mm. Yeah. 
it's extended again. You never know. They've been extended mm. for some time now, haven't they? Mm. Yep. And I, I did buy my wife a new iPad, but I don't appear to have had anything about um, a free year with that. It was the basic oh. iPad, not a Pro, but I didn't. I would have thought you would get it regardless. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you would. I have to yeah. dig, I suppose. I have to dig Thinking around. Thinking back now, actually, I didn't get one when I bought my uh, M1 Mac Mini recently, so I should have had one for that as well. Mm. Maybe it's because we've already got one, you see. Um, yeah, possibly. But um, there we are. Anyway, there you go. Uh, yes, that is something I've, I've come across. And, and I mean, in, in my case, I'm less annoyed because we have one, you know, iTunes, iCloud, uh, you know, store account and one, you know, a personal one for iCloud. But there you go. I wouldn't want to merge mine, but that's, you know, I think it's still annoying that you can't do that um there we go um a top leaker has said microsoft will unveil windows 11 later this month now the only thing that's interesting about this story because you know uh, microsoft have been um releasing updates to windows for years on this rolling update thing they said they were going to do windows 10 and it was going to be windows 10 forevermore yeah, um that's what i thought but Rumours, it's only rumours, are that it's going to be renamed Windows 11. Um, the only reason I, I... I don't know. I mean, Apple stayed on, you know, Mac OS 10 dot whatever, you know, forever. And now they've given up on that and called it 11. It almost seems like Microsoft have gone, oh, well, they've gone to 11. We better go to 11. Um, it's just so that they can announce in their keynote, yes, we've gone to 11. 11. We've gone to 11. It's one, it's one newer. One bigger, one better. Um, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's maybe a case of uh, this new version will be so different from Windows 10 that they really have to give it a new designation to try and. No, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think they're a little bit like Apple in that you know it's all only minor changes from one version to another. I think I've not heard. I've not heard any rumours that they're going to completely change the interface. Right no, now. no, nothing. Um, well, there's supposed to be a new um, new look to the interface. Yeah. Uh, what I've read. But, I mean, they're, they're needing to do something about the legacy stuff and draw a line under that. Um, possibly possibly this, is, this is it, but I doubt it somehow, knowing Windows. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know. Um, it's only a rumour. They put out mm. a... Um, a thing that says, join us on June the 24th at 11am uh, ET um, for the Microsoft event to see what's next. Um, it's a bit of a pain to keep up with Windows. Um, what does it say here? From the don't take screenshots of this build department, a forthcoming Microsoft OS is called Windows 11, according to a tweet in this article. Um, I mean, really, a name change is neither here nor there. I did see one report that it might be more for OEMs than for anything else because they'll be able to say, you know, new laptops with support for Windows 11 or now with Windows 11. It's um, a good marketing thing, whereas Windows, you know, Windows 10 has been Windows 10 for years now. I I suppose in many ways it's about as arbitrary as Apple's move from 10 to 11 as well. Yes. I mean, they're they're both fairly arbitrary, aren't they? Yeah, I mean... There was nothing major. There was a little bit of a... Of, of a, a makeover for the uh, for the icons and things like that, but uh, apart from that, I mean, there was very little change, was there? So no, I didn't. You know, it, it, the I don't really in... know why they don't just call it Windows and Mac OS. Yeah, why they have to have a number on the end of it at all? Yeah, it'd make more sense, wouldn't it? 
yeah, you know, what you're going to get. <laughs> if you keep on at this rate, you know, you're going to be Windows 97 eventually. <laughs> Windows 98. <laughs> well, it'll become like, wasn't it Firefox that ended up with huge numbers on oh, there? Oh, yeah, Firefox is on some ludicrous build number, and so is Chrome. <laughs> You know, Chrome's yes. on version 86 or something. It just, I mean, I'm all right with having build numbers. You've got to have some way to designate. Oh, what yeah, they are, but, absolutely. But, but, but there's the no reason. I don't think I don't... there's any real reason. That if you're not making much change, what's the point of changing yeah. the number, the, no. the major chain number change? So, you know, who knows? Um, so that's a, just an interesting little bit I picked up. Um, Apple's first major AirTag update addresses serious privacy concerns. Again, this one was on BGR. Um, apparently, Apple are making some changes to the AirTags um, to address some of the concerns people have had about how long it takes before it will report a tag is following you and so on, um, which is all good, all good stuff. I think the update is good, but I just I just don't like the way that these people are always trying to put out the clickbaity headline about the privacy concerns because we've had trackers out there for some time now, and I'm sure we've covered this in the past. Like, yes, we have. Apple's doing the best they can. Yeah, indeed. Um, apparently, if, if you t- make a device, if you make a device for tracking things, then what a surprise! You can track things, and that includes people. I mean, it <laughs> it doesn't make much sense to create something that tracks things. And then say, ah, oh, but we can't let it track other people, or we can't let it track this, or uh, as you say, Apple have done their best to to make it w- work in a way that where it stops people. But, uh, but the fact is, abusive people will be abusive, regardless of how you uh, 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 track them. Uh, yeah, it just seems a a, a silly argument. Yeah, me. apparently. I, anyway, I it, yeah, go on. Sorry, I find it rather. I find it rather amusing that these people who are making a point of you know. Criticising the tracking uh, when they're all using mobile phones, which it's a, yes. are tracking them everywhere. Yes, we've said this yeah. before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think the good thing to come out of this is they're making an Android app as well, so even yes. if an Android user can find it, then you've got more chance of getting that back as well. Yeah, yes, that's true. Uh, the recent introduction of AirTag included the industry's first proactive features to discourage unwanted tracking. Following on our commitment to continue to improve the AirTag's privacy and security, starting today we'll be updating the time period after which an AirTag separated from its owner will play a sound when it is moved. This time period will change from three days to a random time between 8 and 24 hours. So there you go. Um, Uh, Have they not put the self-destruct mechanism that I asked for? No, apparently not. Yeah, I believe, uh, I believe we can now uh, use a pseudonym uh, phone number or email address for if, yes. you're, you're the, if you lose a, lose a device that the truck is attached to, you can get you can send the finder, uh, you know, not your proper email address. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Fair enough. That's been allowed with the new update, so that, that, that'll be quite good. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Um, later this year, we shall introduce an Android application which will enable users to detect an and AirTag or Find My Network enabled accessory separated from its owner, which may be travelling with a user. So, there we go. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that's Apple doing the right thing again and addressing some concerns that people have i I mean they 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 keep going on in here about people who live with an abusive partner well if you've got an abusive partner i'm sure they're probably doing everything to track you anyway um you know that's not really apple's fault is it 
Um, or anybody else's. Uh, but, you know, they're doing the right thing. They're changing it to a random time between 8 and 24 hours, which should assuage a lot of the complaints. I guess three days is quite a long time before the, you know, tracker is detected. So, right, um, what else have we got? Uh, apparently, there is a serious flaw vulnerability in VMware with a 9.8 severity rating, and it's under attack, according to Ars Technica. Um, apparently, it's a, apparently it's a bug in vCenter, so this is only going to apply to businesses. Yes, this because you not... won't be using vCenter if you're not if you're not a business. Yes, it's uh, not. So it'll clean. be virtualization within businesses. Yes, which a lot of companies do. In yes. all honesty. Um, um, and and also if you've got open ports pointing at the internet, which I mean, if you've got a decent IT company, company should have that all that covered. Then. Yeah. Um, a proof of concept code exploits this flaw. A fellow researcher who asked not to be named said the exploit works reliably and that little additional work is needed to use the code for malicious purposes. Um, yes, as long as, as long as your IT team aren't on the ball. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, that's just a, if you are a business using VMware to uh, control virtualized you know, servers and machines, yes. you need to be... Yeah, make sure, you port, make sure port access is well controlled. Hold yeah. and get your, you know, get your patches in as soon as, uh, as, soon as they're available. So there we go. Doesn't apply. Yes. Only, Just if you're using VMware with, uh, Fusion, you don't need to worry about it. Basically, no, no, that's right. It's a, it is a, it is a problem because I mean the bigger the bigger these systems become, the more of a target they become in many ways. Yes, obviously, you can affect a lot more. Well, it's like the vulnerability. There was a vulnerability, wasn't there? In um, in what is it that Outlook runs on? Outlook. Is it, oh well, the Exchange, server. Exchange servers, Exchange. Yeah, there was a big problem with Exchange a while ago, wasn't there? And I mean, there a was. lot of companies will be using Exchange. So. Very much so. Yeah, it's that's it's the it's on the same seriousness as that, really. I suppose. Yes, because it, it you know it would allow people to attack big big business installations, I guess. Um, yeah, which well, is where the money using is. Virtualization, so yeah, which is probably a very large number of. Um, web-based companies um apparently uh the biggest reason iphone users switch from apple to android well i read this and it adds up to um people with older iphones sometimes look at the price of a new iphone and decide it's too expensive so they opt to go to android so basically (laughs) wow some people buy a cheaper cheaper product uh based on price wow um, and, and from my experience, the people then say, "I don't, I don't understand how this works. How does this work? Where's my email gone? What's because <laughs> yeah. it's because yeah. it, it's different. It's not it's an iPhone different. anymore." <laughs> yep. Um, oh, this this one made me laugh. And um, a third eye is invented to stop smartphone zombies from bumping into things. And this was on Sky News. Um, What did it say? Uh, A satirical solution intended to make people recognise the severity of their smartphone addiction, says the creator. Um, Basically, a South Korean industrial designer, uh, Payeng Min Wook, I I would hope I've not mangled that too horribly, says the robotic eyeball can be strapped to a person's forehead, allowing them to browse (laughs) injury-free. Uh, the device is a sat- satirical s- 
solution, which he hoped would make people recognise the severity of their gadget addiction. Um, the device called really the funny. third eye senses when the user's head has been lowered to look at the phone and then opens its translucent eyelid. When the person comes within one to two metres of an obstacle, the third eye beeps to warn them of the danger. <laughs> I, I, I think that it, uh, people who, who do dangerous things on the roads it ought, this ought to be a punishment that can be handed out by the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is the look yes, of. I'm, future I'm sorry, but you've got to wear you. You've got to wear this eye for the next month when you're out and about. Yeah. <laughs> As we cannot take our eyes off from the smartphones, an extra eye will be needed in the future. He said, and it's very amusing. As, yeah. Uh, we all know what he's saying, though, don't we? Because we've all seen people sort of step out into the road with their with their head buried in their phone. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And I mean, if you look on Twitter, there's usually you can find things of people walking into lampposts and falling in fountains and falling down escalators. Yeah, because all sorts they're not of stuff. Watching what they're doing. Um, yeah. Very good, that man. Very amusing. Don't, don't, don't walk and text. There we go. Um, uh, and um, I've seen this floating around. This one's on 9to5Mac. Uh, if iPad OS 15 takes a big leak, Home OS joins the fray, is it time for iPhone OS to make a return? Well, I suppose it would make sense if you're going to de delineate the iPad OS from the iPhone OS. Why not? There we go. That's all I have to say on that one. Oh, isn't, isn't, uh, it's, uh, so we have unified apps, don't we? Yes. So actually making a different OS would, calling it a different OS would be a bit pointless, really. Well, so it, it we just... don't have, you don't have a different iOS on your phone than you do on your iPad. They're the same one, and it just chooses the right bits of code for that. Indeed. At least that's I, my understanding. It, yes, yes. I think the point, the point is, and I've seen a couple of people mentioning this, I think it's simply because we had, it was iPhone OS, and then when they introduced the iPad, after a couple of iterations, they they called it iOS. iOS. For, yeah. you know, iDevice. And then they've now split off iPad OS. So iOS doesn't really mean anything anymore. I mean, they're only talking about changing the name. I, I guess we've got Watch OS and TV OS and iPad OS and Mac OS. It's just a you know, from a marketing point of view, they're suggesting maybe we should go back to iPhone OS for the phones. Just a... uh, yeah, if they want. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really bother, it doesn't really bother me one way or another. <laughs> like you, I, you know, I guess from a sort of documentation point of view, it might make some sort of sense, but no. Just a, just it, a... it depends on what um, they bring out for the iPad um, uh, operating system, whether it's a huge difference from the, the iPhone operating system. Yeah, they make, if they make uh, major improvements to allow for the same one chip, then I can see the reason why they would uh, change the name. But we'll, we'll need to wait and see what they say. Is it Monday or Tuesday? Monday. Yeah. Monday evening. Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. See, yeah. see whether we are going to get some major changes or not. But... Hard to tell, isn't it? Hard to tell. I mean, a lot of people seem to be pinning an awful lot of hopes on, you know, the iPad OS getting major revisions. And I'm mm. well, it seems a bit, it seems a bit pointless putting an M1 chip into it and then not doing anything with it. That is also true, which is where, why I think a lot of people are hoping for some fairly big changes. And talking of iPads, nice segue there, Jim. Nice segue because you have a new toy, don't you? You have purchased a new toy. You mean you're not you're not talking about this new toy? Well, yeah, you've got that that one as well. Yes, the ukulele you can't play. Tulips. Yeah, don't give up a day job. Yeah, yes, I bought um I bought a new iPad. M1 11 inch uh, 
it's a bit of a long, a bit of a long story. I had, as you probably heard before, I had problems with my iPhone, and uh, one of the th- one of the fixes was to switch off Dial Assist, and then I had other problems with it. Um, menus were doing some strange things, and after three visits to the Apple Store in Glasgow, the geniuses very kindly replaced my phone with a, a new iPhone XR. And then, uh, about a week or two after getting that, I managed to drop it on top of my nine-inch iPad and broke the display. And then it was uh, the battery, and that was not doing very well. And then it was starting to do, you know, crash and so on. I thought, okay, time for a new iPad. And then I got a lovely surprise. I got back to pay from a wage rise from last year I didn't get. So I thought, right, I'm going to bite the bullet and buy it. So I bought myself an 11-inch, one, two, eight gigabyte one. But the only problem now is if you buy the iPad, you then realise, ah, all my stuff doesn't work with it anymore. <laughs> so I've had to buy a new case, a new pencil, a new card reader, uh, a new cable for pl- uh, charging, and so on and so on. So it's, it's cost me a few bob. <laughs> so never I think the... I think the one to eight K one is sort of the sweet spot, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's not too. It gives you a bit of growth room. Yeah, well, um, I've, I've gone from thirty-two gigabytes on my iPod nine. Right, engine. I'll make a big difference then. Uh, I've got about ninety-nine gigabytes of spare space, whereas I had one point two gigabytes of space. <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, say. Space, so. Yeah, a bit yeah. of breathing room now. Bit of breathing, bit of breathing room. breathing room. Yeah, and um. You say you replaced your pencil, but you didn't actually buy another Apple pencil, did you? I did not. I bought the Logitech Crayon, um, part, partly because, well, I had, I had the iPad pencil, the Apple pencil, um, first gen, and of course it doesn't work with the latest um, iPads. You've got to have the, the, the second version. Um, and I hummed and hoed about spending the vast sums of money to buy one of these new pencils and decided, no, I'm not going to. Uh, I was trading, I was going to sell uh, my Amazon Kindle Fire HD t- tablet and my Apple Pencil. So I got money, some money back from, from selling those and that paid for the Apple the, uh, Logitech Pencil. And it's actually very nice. Well, pen, not Pencil, the Logitech Crayon, I should say. It's actually very nice. It's it's very similar in shape to a carpenter's pencil, but not quite as broad. That kind of flat uh, oval shape. Um, it's about I would say just over half the length of uh, Apple pencil. Um, so it's just the right size, just the right weight. It's not as slippy as the Apple pencil. It doesn't do all the be- all the you know the bells and whistles tricks that the Apple pencil does with various various apps. But for what I'm using it for, it's perfect. Um, yeah, I think if um, I think if you're as artistic as me, Jim, um, you know, I've seen I've seen babies do better art than I'm capable of. <laughs> One thing about it is you don't have to pair it. You just switch on the Bluetooth and it's right. It's okay. So yeah, that was um, um, that was a deliberate feature when they introduced it because mm-hmm. originally the idea was it was aimed at education, mm-hmm. and the idea would be that you could have a pot of crayons in the classroom, mm-hmm. and when you wanted the you know the kids to use them, they could just take one and use it on the iPads because they didn't have to be individually right. paired to individual iPads. Mm-hmm. Clever stuff. Um, I mean, it doesn't do everything that pencil does. No, no. It doesn't have some of the 
does it have pressure sensitivity or not? I don't think so. No, right. I don't think it does. And I don't think it has some of the tilt things for. But it does have a small amount of tilt. Um, the, the line will get broader the more you lay it down towards the, the display. So, all right. Um, okay. If you keep it upright, it's a thin line. If you lay it, lower, it, you know, lower it down, it becomes broader. But that's about it. Okay. I mean, you, you just you just use an Apple uh, Lightning cable to charge it. Uh, it's got a rubber cap at the end where you pull back and plug it in. Um, it's supposed to last several days without charge. Um, the only thing about the, the the nibs, whereas the Apple one, you get the wee spare nib. Um, you don't get a spare one with it, uh, and you need, to, you need to buy a pack um, if you need to replace the nib. Uh, that can, contains the new nib, the cap, and the tool to release it, because it's like two wee pins on either side. You push a hole, push something into right. Okay. About ten pound, cool. I think, for a replacement. But, but I, for the yeah. for the amount of times I'm going to use it, it's not going to wear out. I was going to say, but, you know, yeah. I suspect you'd it's have to nice be size. really yeah. heavy user to wear yeah. the nib down. So that, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, a little bit of feedback about my um, my um, ear things that I bought. Oh yes. Um, that what I'm quite surprised about is um, when you take them out of your ears, it does stop playing, um, but they actually pair more quickly. <laughs> <laughs> than the original AirPods. I actually, as I'm putting them in my ear, I can hear the, the woman say, connected. Ooh. So they're really, really quick. Take them out of the case, and by the time I've got them to my ear, they're actually connected. So, Oh, that's good. I don't know quite how they're doing that, but it's quite clever. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, For 22 quid, you can't complain. No, you cannot. Very good. Um, well, can we move on then? Um, WWDC tomorrow. I'm not going to do a. I'm not going to do a load of prognostication because that's all a bit pointless. Um, I thought we could just, you know, maybe throw in the ring anything that you had on your specific wish lists for new stuff. I mean, there's a lot of talk about whether there will or won't be new uh, MacBook Pros. There's talk of. I'm not convinced there'll be a lot in the way of hardware, but you know, you can never tell with Apple. You can never the tell. Touch. That well, there have been rumours, Jim. Your mm. your wish could come true. There have been rumours of a new iPod Touch, um, Gen Eight, apparently, with the first real revision in about five years, I think. But um, I think I think the thing I'm looking for out of the WD, WWDC is uh, major changes to iOS, uh, I, iPad OS, uh, to to, to uh, allow the power of this M1 chip to to uh, be used. Um, like we said already, I, I can't understand why they would fit it. They're not going to do something, see, you know, major. But... Well, other than, I mean, the the only thing I can think that um, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure they have more plans up ahead to to use some of that power. But um, in the short term, if they're only making one chip for everything, that just mm. makes life easier and cheaper. Yes, I, I um, would. I would really love to see them actually allow macOS to run on an iPad M1, but I'm not not holding my breath no, from that. Yeah, I was going to say. No, nor am I, Jim. But I, I mean, the the more you think about it, the, I mean, I've heard several people talking about not actually talking about that specifically, um, but talking about changes that have been made over the last few years that that certainly seem to sort of point in that direction. Um, for about for about ten or more years, Apple have said that they'll never merge uh, yeah. the two, but they've been slowly heading that way. You see, I think there's a difference between merging them and making them both available. Mm-hmm. So what, what what I would like 
is uh, an iPad that that you can dock, and when it's docked, it's a Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only trouble is you need to write extra code to carry things across. So say you're using pages on the on the, on iOS and you dock it. What you want is for it to seemingly become pages on the Mac, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and that's that's a bit tricky getting all that to work. But I I, I can't see why they sh- why they couldn't do it. Not yeah. really because it 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 is a Mac effectively. Yeah. Well. I mean, they, they, they had, uh, it was, what was it, just recently um, about some of the apps that were stopping them running on macOS for some reason or other. Oh, um, uh, yes, that was, that was uh, yeah, what I was trying to remember was I heard them talking about the new iPad mm-hmm. and that it's got 16 gig of RAM, but mm-hmm. you can own, but, but developers are only able to use 5 gig of it. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that rang alarm bells, mm-hmm. but a good alarm bells because... If they've got 16 gig in there, then there's no reason why you shouldn't run macOS on it because it'll run really well on 16 gig. Well, that, this one's got 8 gig. Yeah, they come in 8 or yeah, 16 yeah. because that's at the moment that's what the M1 comes in. The M1 comes in mm-hmm. 8 or 16 gig RAM. So there you go. I mean, so, so in many ways, there's nothing stopping them doing it. The only thing stopping them doing it is the fact that they don't want to. If they would do it, <laughs> I, would, I would think it would revolutionise Mac. Yeah, it would really. I think, it would, I think so. As long as, really as long as we don't. As, yeah, as long as we don't end up with a, a Mac interface that you have to touch, because I don't think that's going to work. What what we need is the two separate things, but in one device. I I have a feeling we're going to see touch on the night um, on um, MacBook. Well, they'd have the tr- the trouble is they'd have to completely redesign macOS in that case. Yes, and, and I, I can't see them doing that because I think that's what they're trying to avoid. Well, all, mean, all, the, all the years they've been saying, no, we're not, we're not going to have macOS on the iPad. That will never happen. The reason for that is because they don't want people touching the Mac interface. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that they, they would probably have it in the labs. I'm sure they've tried it. I'm sure they've tried it. If you think back to um, the, before they became Intel, was it PowerPC? Yeah, yeah. They had, they had Intel work. Uh, you know, they had an Intel working version of it, uh, OS, uh, in the labs long before they decided to move over to Intel. I'm sure. I'm sure they've had it working for a long time, uh, yeah. Jim. And I'm sure every time they've they've looked at it and they've tried it and they've said we don't like this because I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want a Mac on an iPad that I could touch because that doesn't make sense to me. What I want is two separate devices built into one built into one thing so that once it's on a stand and you've got a keyboard and a mouse it, it becomes that mac and then mm. you can use it for both very easily well surely if they're gonna if you're gonna make you dock it anyway you could they could make you use your mouse or your trackpad and to disable the touch feature once it's docked on them on the ipad well so. yeah yeah that's right i suppose they could um, the, the, the other thing would be handy would be the, you know, the ability to plug in your iphone into a screen um and a keyboard and that instantly becomes, you know, a full operating system. I mean, they've not done that in the Windows world. No, it was Linux world they did that, didn't it? The, the, I think you so. Plug, you could plug yeah. your phone into, into a dock and it would become a full working computer. Yeah, the only trouble is then you end up with, it's a little bit like having the um, your iPhone becoming the um, the Mac, the Mac Mini, effectively. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's either going to be a very, it's going to be revolutionary, or it's going to be 
uh, you know, like we've had before, just minor upgrades to the operating system. I mean, uh, hope for the hoping for the latter. A lot of people are saying where the iPad OS needs to step up its game is in like the multitasking, in the files app. Mm. Um, those are the ones that but people seem particularly. See, I don't really understand that because because the most of the way that I use my iPad, that's irrelevant. Yeah. I... That, that's what I mean. For, for iOS, that is, I understand why they've never sort of implemented a proper filing system type thing no. because it's not a Mac. But it's if you are going to have a Mac, then then you really do. Yeah. It would make more sense just to run Mac OS on it. I mean, how mm. the whole thing there is how many, how many people became enamoured of the iPad exactly because it doesn't have all those folders and directories and, yeah, and whatnot. You exactly. know, those yeah. of us who've used computers for a living for years, it's second nature, but there are a lot of people to whom that is utterly, utterly baffling. And yes, which yeah, is why you go a lot onto... of people have never used computers. They've just used iPads. Uh, yeah. yeah. They can yeah. tap on an icon. That's easy. You mm. just tap on that icon and there are my emails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to find my my email app somewhere and then yeah and then save things out into a folder. No. No, no. one wants to do that. Well, some of not us on, do. Not on the iPad. But most people don't. And I don't think that's why Apple are going to do a merge. I can imagine them adding, gradually adding more Mac-like features, but actually turning it into a Mac OS. No, they're just not going to do it. They just don't no. believe that it's a good idea. Um, Maybe so. You know. As I say, I think I think it would work pretty well as long as you, you keep the two OSs. What you need is what you need is them to cooperate with one another. Yes, a little exactly. bit like they do now, really, but, yeah. but but not in the same devices. So they'll cooperate with one another. They'll pass files to one another, but, but effectively they behave differently when they're it's in a dock or when it's in your hand. But why produce a keyboard case for the iPad that has a trackpad? It literally mimics. Yeah, yeah, the, I, I understand what you're saying, and I think the people. Yeah. It's, it just gives you a feeling that something is happening with with you know, with, with iOS and macOS. There's something in the down the road. I think that's what I keep yeah. thinking. They're going to merge. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about the full merge. But yeah, I don't think they're but, fully but maybe merged, in the same device. I I just yeah. think that they are going to get ever closer together without actually merging, and there there are two completely different modes. Um, there will be. There, I mean, uh, when we, if you listen to Carl, what he wants is pro apps on his on his yeah. uh, iPad. Yeah, uh, and I can understand that. Uh, but the only way they're going to work, in all honesty, um, is if you either do a complete redesign. I mean, the thing is, a touch interface works up to a point. Um, if if you're a designer, and I, I'm up, you can say whether this is true, Simon. If you're a designer, presumably you want lots of things open on the screen at the same time. Yeah, you do. You have a tendency because, to have because, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, because you, you need access to all those things at the same time. You don't want to have to be switching between them. And the only way you're going to do that is if you have macOS on the iPad. But then, <laughs> but then if you think about it, iPads uh, and iOS originally was touch only. Now you have trackpad, you have mouse support, you have pencil. <laughs> Yeah, they've got close. They're just not. They're just yeah. not there yet. And what the question is, will they go? Will Will they eventually bite the bullet and do it? I don't know. Well, they could. They could. I'm not saying they go full merge. I really don't think they're ever going to do that. But they could. No, I don't. I mean, Windows. Windows Eight had that sort of. Um, 
which was kind of half and half, but they had tablet mode, didn't they? You could yes, you could turn mm. on tablet mode, which the was... problem with Windows though is you could also use you could always you could also touch yes. the Windows interface, yes. which was horrible. Yes, which is why they kind of moved away from it in Windows ten. Yeah. Um, still, the whole point of the iPad in the first place was that and the iPhone, was that it would be a touch interface from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's why it was so revolutionary when it came out. It's a touch interface. It's designed to be a touch interface. We don't want it to be a computer. But as Jim has keep saying, and and I agree, that they're very close. And another Even thing, now. Another thing is, if you think about the chips, yeah, in the Mac, Intel, whereas the iPads, iPhones, were a completely different chip. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. The, so supporting, you know, making both support each other was difficult, as we saw in the past. But with, you know, we're back into the M1 again. They're all, you know, I I think we'll eventually see all the Mac, the, the iPads will have the M1 chip or a variation of the M1 chip. You'll have all the computers with M1 chips for the next generation. There's, yeah. there's too much of, um, you know, it just it's just. It gives you a feeling that something but in the is longer going term, to happen. In the longer term, yeah. And mm-hmm. these are the things, I think it's Kelly who said, you know, often when something comes, you can look back and go, ah, look, they did that, and then they did that, and then they did that, and then they could leapfrog over here with a completely mm-hmm. new thing. But sometimes you can only see them looking backwards. Um, things will just keep evolving. I would, mm-hmm. in the longer term, I would not be surprised to see, at least on the iPad Pros, a kind of dual mode. So, yeah, the, you know, basic tablet touch interface mode and then a, an optional docked mode, which makes it more like a laptop with the, you know. With and, your... then, uh, so, and then you get your professional, your professional apps can then be run. Yeah. Um, okay, you're, you're working in a smaller space again, but some people need that. Some people want something they can carry around very easily, mm. and uh, perhaps uh, you know a Mac Pro is a little bit on the large side for you. <laughs> or, or perhaps it's simply that you need that functionality very occasionally. Yeah. What we might, what, what we might see hardware-wise is a new um, iDef display, because I think the current ones, the Apple display has been replaced. Well, the, yeah, the, I'm not sure about that. the only one they've got at the minute is the XDR, the mm-hmm. Mac Pro, I think. which is about five and a half grand, I think, mm-hmm. stand extra. So six grand if you buy it with the stand, I think. Um, what, about, since... uh, what about chip? What about chip upgrades? Do we think? Uh, I've heard one or two people on YouTube speculating now that it'll only be M1. M1s this year. No, there's I... still there's people talking about M1X chips. Well, I think I think they might stick with M1 this year. And it'll mm. be M1X next year or M2 or whatever they call it. Um, you think you might see the Mac Pro up, uh, upgraded? I personally can't see that getting changed over yet. They said two years will only be at one year of the changeover. I, as far as I can see, the Mac Pro is going to be the very, very last machine to change mm, over. Yeah, that that that'll be the one with the ridiculous number of cores and the yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Because it's going to have to be. Um, so it makes sense, in a way, to do what they've done. They've gone M1 and, you know, done, quote, unquote, the consumer machines. And everybody's saying, you know, the next ones, they'll be 
Pro, even though one of the things they released is quote-unquote a MacBook Pro, but it's the one people call the low-level MacBook Pro. And then they're talking about, you know, there being 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros. People are speculating on all sorts of things with, you know, hundred, uh, you know, 120 hertz refresh rates and mini-LED uh, screens. I can't see that just yet. As far as I understand, they're having trouble keeping, you know, making enough mini LED screens for the iPad Pros. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't think they're going to be introducing any new major hardware at this, I, at this show. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be all about the software. I mean, it is actually a developers conference. So, yeah, I do expect to see more laptops. Um, soon but i would say possibly early autumn but you never can tell i mean if apple have got them ready then they'll ship them it's as simple as that oh yeah yeah i wonder if he's going to say that they've got them coming towards say like the autumn time but well, just that, yes, they could keep the heads up tomorrow yeah they could indeed yeah it's um it's uh i always find it hard to guess what apple are going to do because they Sometimes it's really obvious, and I, I'm not someone who hangs around in the in all the speculation anyway. So it's nearly always a surprise to me because I'm I'm not listening. Basically, I've got my fingers in my ears and I'm singing. <laughs> yeah, it's just been really quiet this year. I usually follow quite a lot of the rumor blogs, but this year it's been really quiet. Yeah, I think people are. I think Apple are in a place where people are just a bit unsure what's going to happen next. I think the I think the M1 was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, when it eventually arrived, and definitely people were blown away by its performance. Um, and now people are just thinking, well, I wonder what next. And uh, <laughs> we just don't know, do we? No, no, I said, I just know there's no. Oh, go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I'm no good at guessing. So. <laughs> no, no, I know a lot I'll of people are saying about messages getting updated, and I've just seen um, a tweet go out saying that it appears that they've updated the. Hashtag for WWDC with um, more thumb. Uh, it's gone from thumbs up to exclamation mark from the iMessage in the hashtag. So it looks like they are going to be probably announcing something to do with iMessage. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that doesn't don't really surprise me because they always chuck something in message, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 sadly, those are the bits of the keynote they could keep to themselves in all, in all my yes. in honest opinion. I don't want to know the minutiae of what have changed, really. Um, if they're introducing new features, fair enough. But you know, oh, we've added some more hashtags, or there's more pictures, or you've got a, a new desktop picture. I don't, don't really care. Yeah, no. you can tell me that in an email. <laughs> I think, I think what we'll probably, probably will see is uh, uh, Adobe finally giving what they promised in Light, Lightroom and Photoshop. Um, oh, okay, that's yeah, interesting. For, the iPad, because um, they, they promised a lot the last time they announced a major update to to the these softwares, and never really sort of delivered. I think they got a kind of watered down version for the iPad. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot is, of people yeah. were disappointed by that. Um, so maybe finally they might actually uh, bring out something quite quite amazing. Yeah, Just especially with the M1 chip. Yeah, it's yeah. got it's got to be a lot easier to port stuff mm. across. As you say, Jim, because it's all on the same chip. So once you've written something for the Mac, even if you have to re-architect to some extent the interface, yeah, that's a lot easier that's because right. you haven't got to rewrite all the code. You, you know, if it's running on M1, it's running on M1. Sure, there are some calls and things that probably need to be, you know, rejigged, but 
it, yeah, so I mean, it's, the interface, it's the interface and the, pl the things that plug into the interface yeah. that you'd need to change, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure that's... But that's it, a lot less than completely rewriting the thing. <laughs> exactly. And that's been Apple's... I'm sure that's been Apple's goal all along, you know. Yes. Yes, one lot of code and it works on everything. I'd like to see LumaFusion come to the mic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can... Can you... And you run it on the M1 because you can run some stuff. Obviously, if the if the developers well, allow it, it runs in the the site part. Yeah. yeah. Is it uh, yeah. is it available on the App Store? You could, know. you know, some stuff is. Well, 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 fusion. Yeah, it's in the App Store, but not not the not the Mac App Store. It's just the iOS App Store. Right. Right. Go. I think I think it's it's like a few. You know, it's like quite a few of these apps that the for a wee while they were, they were getting onto the mark and then all of a sudden Apple put the foot down and stopped Well, he's porting uh, over. No, well, I, uh, I don't think it's the thing. What Apple said is if the developer is happy for yeah. an iOS app to go onto the Mac with the Catalyst crossover thing or, you know, either as a Catalyst app or just as a pure iOS app being run, they can do that. But if they don't want yeah. to, they can say, no, I'm not, I don't want that. Um, not something I've really paid much attention to because surprisingly if i do a search for luma fusion or one word um i get a, a story iphone and ipad apps on your mac but it doesn't Tri actually get and Trial. something and something complete something chinese <laughs> in Tri chinese try luma touch i've just luma touched touch. i've searched luma fusion i've found something on mac um it says designed for ipad but when i click it it opens up on the mac app store um mm. try searching luma touch no, that doesn't bring anything back. No. Uh, Luma Fusion. Mm -hmm. $28.99 in-app purchases. It's Luma, Luma, oh, Luma Fusion, $28.99. It's, it's, it's under iPhone. It's than, uh, it won't allow me to download it, though. Yeah, yeah it's better than iMovie in many, many, uh, in many ways. But iMovie does have the, well, at least the last time I used Luma Fusion, um, iMovie had the slight advantage in that uh, transitions were better in iMovie. You know, like the sound transition, you can fade right. out or fade in. Whereas Luma Fusion, you, you had to put the points in where you know to to get the thing to fade in and fade out. Apple, you just dragged and dropped transitions. But I don't know. I don't know if Luma Fusion has changed since I last used it. There's about a year or two since I used it last. Uh, but I, I like Luma Fusion. It's a good good app. Yeah, read the beer now. It says it works as long as it's got an Apple M1 chip, so that it looks like it works on the new on the new Macs. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. So maybe we might see that port to Mac a bit of luck. Well, in in many ways, that's down to the developer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Wait, well, it is down to the developer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Steve, Steve, you've not said a huge amount. You got any anything sort of on your wish list? Um, to be honest, I think minor notifications um better control of like the do not disturb and things like that that's what i would like to see because at the moment i know you can set it so like your preferred contacts can ring you but i'd like them to be able to text me instead as well for that to come through um and on the ipad as well the widgets because you can't there's not really i know you've got one on the side there but i'd like to have widgets on my actual ipad screen as well i i think that's a big wish a lot of people want that it's like weird why is on the you know why can you put widgets on your you know amongst your apps on the phone but not on the ipad yeah you've got a bigger yeah, obviously the screen's a lot sense. bigger on the ipad 
and that's what I'd use it more. I mean, have they yeah. tightened up the grid on the iPad yet? Because it always used to be like you've got all this screen, but you still had, you know, the icons were really spaced yeah. out. No, I don't think they have, no. No, no it's just the same. You know, that's what I'd like to see, you know. I'd like to see the icons on the screen t- tightened up a bit. Yeah, so it's six icons across and five icons down. Yeah, see, that yeah, doesn't you're seem... right. I mean, they could they could easily get six rows in. Yeah. Well, they made the big thing about uh, widgets. You could do this, that, and the next thing with widgets on your iPhone. In, in practice, it was not very good. Well, you can't do... They can't be interactive, can they? Yeah, and you can't place them where you want them. Um, no, not as much as you think. No. Yeah. It's yeah, like, they're a little bit, like, a little yeah, bit limited Android. in comparison to Android widgets and things. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to separate the the watch from the phone. I know they're not going to do that, but I'd like to be able to appear it to like an iPad or if they do release a new iPod. Um, and better health con- app controls on the iPad as well because you've got that big again big re- screen real estate. You can see more of your data on there, and I just think it'd be a lot better. Apple glasses. No, I don't. That that's not coming now. No, no way. <laughs> not this year. No, not at no. all. Merging of i iCloud accounts. If we get, we have a complete wish list. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Well, you know, yes. Better control of you know handling your iCloud. Uh, wouldn't account. that be nice? Um, I'm not very good at predicting what they're going to do. No. Um, I'm usually wrong every time. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been, you know, a lot of muttering about, um, you know, blood glucose monitoring from the watch. That would be huge. That'd be a massive if, change, yeah. If they could pull that off, um, and not that, you know, for me, it's not a problem for me. You know, I want, I know the oximeter is nice. You know, the EK, ECG thing is nice. Not that I've got one that's high enough to do that, but those are all nice. And I guess if you're a runner or an athlete or you have a heart condition or whatever, these are all nice things. But if they could introduce even reasonably accurate blood glucose monitoring, that would be a life changer for so many people with diabetes. That would be cool because... Uh, if literally if your phone could just flash to say okay you need to you need to do something otherwise you're gonna well, otherwise even, you're gonna pass out <laughs> even even if what it did was you know not claim to be you know accurate but say you might want to do a you know a finger prick test yes you know they might say look this is we can't That's replace right. just a warning a we warning can't replace that a finger going in that test but they might say you know your your blood sugar appears to be going up or down in a you know unseemly manner you might want to take some sort of action um yeah that would be cool that would be great for so many people i mean it's a huge problem for a lot of people and sticking yourself with a pin four times a day is not fun you know I think no. they're going to focus a lot more on um, like mental health as well. Looking at our articles from Apple yes, so there's been mutterings of a thing called Mind, haven't there? Yeah, and I think that's the push as well this year to be a lot on mental health. So that's quite interesting. Mm. I'd be intrigued to see what you know an app would do to help with your mental health. But uh, I'm looking forward to it anyway. I'm looking forward to all of it because no doubt they will bring out some lovely things and we'll all be surprised. And hopefully yes. it will all be oh wow. You know, how cool is that? How clever is that? You got too far too clever and we never thought of any of it. Um Are you all watching it live or are you watching it live? I should I should be watching it live, yeah. Um yeah. I'll be catching up. I think I'm going to be out singing outside for the first time in what? You're out in the street oh, singing eighteen months. <laughs> <laughs> singing in someone's garden. Oh, 
which would be good, which would be great. Well, are, you, are you butt skilling? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So what what we got what we're going to see for the next version of uh, Mac OS and names. We're currently Big Sur, so what we're going to get? We're going to have Wibble Orchards or Santa Maria. Or... No, Santa Maria sounds quite nice. Right. Yeah. Big Sur. The only the only thing I've seen posited is Monterey, and I have no idea why. But then mm. I've no idea why they chose any of the others. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the whole California thing kind of passed me by, and it's like why? I mean, mm. big cats, fine. I kind of got that. Um, places in California that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, yeah, but it, it, I mean, the fact is, the names aren't really for us, are they? There for no, they're their code names for um, for whatever. So what it means it, it would mean something though. to them because that's where they're based. Yeah, but or maybe they're just picking out random names. You know, throw a dart at the map and see what you get. Well, I think I mean I think they are pretty much, aren't they? I mean, even even the big cats was a was no reason for it that I'm aware of. It was just someone had that idea. And I think it was merely that I because the original one was you know the original beta was Nick it was codenamed Cheetah, and I think they just went with that. And it it wasn't right. until was it ten point two that they actually officially tagged it with the with the name because they were right. just code names and then it just became with all the Apple leakers and whatnot it, you know and the rumor sites it would get out what the code name was so I think Apple just started going with actually sticking the name on there you know Panther Tiger and so on but well I I have no idea what we're going to see with the OS I have no idea I. Do you think we'll see a big change, though, in um, AirPlay? Because that's been quite a lot of talk and focus on that as well. Instead of Bluetooth, more, more AirPlay just for because of the spatial audio and the lossless music. We could, Maybe. I guess. We could. Um, I was reading today that um, Apple have put out an announcement that um, they're going to have some kind of music event like two hours after the start of the keynote. Um, yeah, uh, talking, June 7th, spatial audio event. Talking about spatial audio. And apparently, despite all this, you know, confusion about things, spatial audio will work with your AirPods. It's the high-res oh. lossless music that won't work with your AirPods. Right. So it's all a bit, it's all a bit bloody confusing. Um, so are you thinking we're going to get a... Uh, Two hours uh, keynote? No, I doubt they no. would go literally two hours and then into another one. I just they might go an hour and a half. Doing ver- they seem to be doing very well at squeezing everything into an hour of late, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. but this could be a big one. So it, it, between, I'd say between an hour what, and an even hour and a half. Even though we don't know what they're going to be talking about, <laughs> it oh, could yeah. be a big one. Yeah. I, I honestly think it's going to be about 90 minutes, I think, yeah. So whatever, whatever. I think there's probably going to be quite a lot to talk about with the M1. Oh, if, you just, if you send me your money, if send, send me your money and I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, do, a, I'll do a tote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Right, well, I think we've probably covered enough. So uh, we'll wrap it up, I think for this show and uh, I'll try and edit it quickly and get it out tomorrow and then uh, next week of course we'll have loads to talk about because we'll have had a week to digest everything in the keynote and possibly the um, State of the Union which is a bit more geeky but often reveals a little bit more than that glossy um, keynote so Mm. until then I guess we'll wrap it up so uh, Jim hello (laughs) 
<laughs> Would you like to tell people where they can find your stuff? Yeah, um, you can find me in Flickr as the SRPS Paint Shop. Um, I'm on Vimeo, you'll find the link in uh, the show notes in the Slack group. Uh, and if anyone's interested, we have a we have a Flickr group for the Apple um, Essential Apple. If you want to do a wee search for that and chime in for a uh, a login, I'll let you in. Jolly good. For a few. <laughs> Steve. You can guys can find me on geekscorner.info and I post quite a few giveaways on there and just cover the tech news as it goes. Excellent. And you're on uh, Twitter as uh... Uh, geekcorner underscore UK. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Jolly good. Nick. I was just about to tell everyone about my About Me page, and I've just looked at it and realised it's incredibly out of date. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to tell people about that. <laughs> so I think I need to update that probably. Uh, as usual, you can find me uh, very occasionally on Twitter. Uh, I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H, and you can hear me around and about in various podcasts. Jolly good. When people will have me. <laughs> And, and and you also find me out with Nick's ladies is singing I would playing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, far, far. <laughs> my please busting my singing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you know. Can you play over the hills and far away as they Oh dear. Dear oh dear. Bad, bad jokes. Here we go. Right. Um you can find me on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. I am, of course, in the Slack room. All of the Apple stuff, uh, you know, Essential Apple stuff is at EssentialApple.com. And, uh, well, that's probably about it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, everybody who supports the show by retweeting our things and generally spreading the word. We love you all. And uh, until next week, when we'll be back to talk about what uh, Apple actually announced, goodbye. 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 You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are go. Go, wait, go where? The commercial guy.
We're recording a commercial for the MyMac.com podcast. Ah, so we're recording the podcast now. Well, no, not now. At the moment, we're recording this commercial. So when do we go? Go where? I don't know. You started this whole go thing. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We have no idea what we'll say next. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.